<laughs> Welcome to Imperfect with Rebecca and Sandra. Um, today we have a very serious topic uh, to talk about. And Rebecca thought about waiting to do that. And I said, no, we already talked about kids. I think it's it's a good flow to talk about this because it's about um, kids possibly being uh, um, kidnapped and maybe even trafficked at this point. We don't know. Um, we don't know a lot. Um, in our hometown on April 21st and then also on April 23rd, um, so the 21st at, at around 10 a.m., there was an 11-year-old male juvenile asked by a pickup driver to get into their car by luring them with a game card, apparently. Um, and that was like, it looks like it was like downtown-ish, downtown Portland, if I'm reading the, the, the where it out was out. Yeah, downtown, or sorry, yes, downtown Ontario, <laughs> um, which is crazy. Um, um, and that was an 11-year-old, and an 11-year-old was smart, said no, yeah. quickly tried to get away. Um, and then it happened again in a different vehicle. Um, so that first one was a pickup. Uh, looks like it was, I want to give the specifics because if you are in the area and you weren't aware, uh, now that you are and maybe you're looking around, uh, it says they're looking for an Idaho plated old style two-door small pickup, dark blue in color with scratched up paint and rusted lower body. And then the next day it was at Alameda School soccer fields. Everyone knows where that is in the area. <laughs> um, still a male luring these kids into uh, what looks like a smaller bluish green truck. So it sounds similar now that I'm reading it out loud to myself a with similar. a camper. Yeah with a camper, but possible organ plates, the blue style, like it looks like old school plates. This is probably the new version though. Um, this time they were wearing a hat and tried to tempt them by just honking at the kids, which yay, honk. Well, they actually so, <laughs> chasing down these kids this time. Oh, and they chased them down? That's terrible. Yeah, and the, um, they actually didn't know how far they had ran because they were just so scared that they just kept running. Just running. Okay. Yeah. So if you are in the area and you've seen this pickup or something similar or unfortunate, any events similar to this, the Portland police phone number Ontario. Uh, is 541-473. Why am I saying Portland? I, I mean, I know I'm saying Portland. I'm looking right at the information. Ontario, Oregon, Ontario, Oregon, that's Eastern Oregon near Idaho. The river's right there. It's literally the border. 541-473-5125, Ontario, Oregon police. Um, I guess, I guess I'm just like, my brain just doesn't believe it because it's such a small town. Everyone knows everyone, or at least they used to when we were growing up, yeah. but I just can't imagine it being there. So my brain's like Portland, but yes. it's Ontario, Oregon. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about. Uh, thank you, Rebecca, for catching my mistakes. Um, I, we, I wanted to ask her her tips about talking about hard discussions with your kids because she's already had to do it she's got a 14 year old and almost 13 year old how old are the other ones eight and 11 and eight I'm I was gonna say I'm missing the, the, the number yeah. three <laughs> so I um I it's something that hasn't been a new conversation for us um the moment that they could have like sit down and really listen to what we were saying and understand what we were saying. 
we actually started having these conversations with them really, really young. So uh, I want to say like probably even like two, three years old, um, just going to the store, right? You stay by mom's side. You don't talk to a stranger. If you see that I'm talking to somebody and I'm, I always explain, I'm a friendly person. I talk to everybody. I'm nice to everybody, but that doesn't mean that they're not a stranger. So I had to make that very clear to them early on because of my personality and the way that I could come off as like, oh, I, I just smiled at that person and I said, hi, I don't want that to be something that they thought, oh, mom knows that person and that makes them not a stranger. Um, and so we started having those conversations really early on. Uh, the house that we had previously over in Ontario, we would let them play out front. Um, most of the time, because they were so young back then, we didn't allow them to play out by themselves until um, our oldest was probably like in first grade and he wasn't allowed to leave like the front yard. So then we just had like boundaries where they were allowed to go without us um, to learn that independence um, because I wanted to also instill in them confidence and that independence and learn that common sense of we are okay without mom and dad but there is a limit and there has to be that know-how of um, knowing right from wrong. And so we would sit down and not only talk about it, but then we would go over scenarios. So what if somebody, you know, let's say you're outside waiting for school pickup and somebody came up and said, hey, no, I'm supposed to take them. Your mom is hurt and you need to come with us. What would you do? And we would wait for their reply. And um, especially when they were much younger, you know, they would say, well, we might ask a question like what happened or something, you know, I'm like, okay, well, here's the thing. Something happened to me and I sent somebody to come pick you up. Who do you think? I, so I'd, I'd answer it with an answer. Like, who do you think we would send to come pick you up if there was something wrong? And it would always be like, oh, they'd give us an answer of somebody that they actually know, family, really close friends, you know. And I said, exactly. So I'm not going to send somebody you don't know Never to come and get you if something were to have happened to us. Um, and so we would go over those scenarios. And so it's something that we've always talked about really early on. And there's definitely been time periods where we kind of, slack on it a little bit. Um, but unfortunately last year when we had little Michael Vaughn go missing, um, he still has not been found. Um, it was the first, I think real incident in the area that I can at least remember where we actually had a child go missing. Um, and it, our kids are old enough that they really grasp that even our youngest, you know, he was only seven Mm -hmm. at the time and, um, knew how scary that was, knew how important it was. And so I actually even had the two younger ones go with me, um, to help with the search and, you know, go door to door, knocking on the doors. And, um, so they, they were able to at least understand that and grasp it. And it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is why we've always had those conversations with you. And, um, 
it's hard now with this going on because this particular truck, uh, there's pictures of this truck just down the road from one of our friends. She has cameras all around her house. Um, so it was actually on the side of her house, like one of the main entrances coming in. And that was what she turned into the police. That's the one of the main pictures that's actually going around on social media right now in our area. Like, look for this car. And I'm like, that's my subdivision. Um, so I actually the next, I think it was like Tuesday morning, I actually drove the kids to school, which I don't do very often, like unless it's a special occasion or they have a lot of stuff they have to take for a project. Um, and it was raining, so I kind of used that as an excuse. And then after I dropped him off, I was like, I don't want to instill fear in them. I don't want, um, I don't want to be scared myself. Like I want us to just be hyper vigilant. I want them to learn to be aware of their surroundings. And so we have those conversations like almost daily now that it's happening because right before all of the, right before those two incidences as well. So it had to have been maybe two weeks ago, there were, um, there was a lady in our local Walmart who was catching on that there was a particular man who was following her around, um, in the store. And the more that she paid attention, there was actually multiple men that were then starting to kind of surround her, um, and then she stopped and talked to another gal who, um, because she was like, okay, I need to like make it very apparent that I know you're watching me, you're following me. Um, and the gal was like, oh my gosh, they've been following me too. And so they then went and grab, uh, grabbed some um, employees at Walmart and were able to kind of get them involved in that and alerted and um, they weren't able to find them. So that was just like, I mean, it's all been within like probably a month that all of this is going on. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to hinder their childhood. I want them to still be able to play outside. It might mean that we're watching a lot more closely because I have just barely learned to, to let go a little bit and, um, allow them to play in the neighborhood without me. Like, okay, you just have to check in or I let them, right. you know, walk or ride their bike down. It's not that far, but it's further than I've ever let them to like this little mom pop, like little shop where they can go and oh, get sure. and stuff mm-hmm. and not a gas station, but it's kind of like a gas station. Um, oh, I'm getting like anxiety just thinking, <laughs> like talking about it, but I don't, I don't want to live in that constant fear and I don't want to put that on my kids either. I want to just educate them, but that is kind of my approach to it. Um, with a lot of tough topics. I mean, we talk about everything like, and I want them more than anything when they have a a certain situation arise, I want them to know that they can come to us. They can talk to us about anything. So that's why I openly talk to them about it. They know what sex trafficking is. They know like what could possibly happen if they were taken. Um, we even went over different situations of, okay, what if they, what if you did, you said no and you did all the right things, but they still tried to take you. Then what would you do? Like we go over all of the 
horrible things mm-hmm. and try to bring it into a light of like education versus I'm going to scare you to death so that you, sure. <laughs> you know, so you make a good choice. I just, I, and that's kind of how my personal approach to it is, um, you know, because I, I've always wanted to be the parent that had open communication with my kids. Um, I didn't want them hearing this from other kids and, and then getting scared. Um, so that's why I approach it that way. And even when they're really little and we'd go over the situations, what would happen if you were taken, they would come up with crazy scenarios. (laughs) I'd scream and punch and bite and kick them in the balls. Like, Those are all good things, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, like you guys get it, you <laughs> understand it, you know what you're supposed to do. Um, you know if somebody doesn't quite fit into this area, like you haven't seen them before, you don't know them. Like, if they start to even make eye contact or you feel funny at all, you have every right to just turn around. You, it's not rude. It is not rude to just not talk to that person, not address them. You go home. If you don't feel comfortable, that is your right to leave. And so we, I've made that extremely clear. Um, but our parents kind of did the same thing. Like they told us what to watch for back when we were younger. It was white vans, you know, like you looked for the white vans. Um, you didn't talk to strangers. You didn't take anything. You didn't off, you know, what if they're looking for a lost dog or they're offering you candy or something that you might like? You always said, no, you didn't talk to them. You can be polite. Um, or you just don't say anything at all and you walk away. And so a lot of that came from like what my parents always talked to us about. Um, so I don't know. I, but again, that's just, my personal take on it, I am a very anxious kind of person. And so I try really hard not to put that on my kids because I don't want them to have to deal with that. And I'm the type that I'm like, oh, I don't like negative feelings. So we're going to push them all away and we're just going to be happy and, you know, be in our little bubble and we're going to move on. Like it's not real life. And so I, I am aware of that. So I try really hard to um, not put that on to my kids as well. So whew, that is, <laughs> that's my whole spiel on how I handle it with my kids. And, um, you know, and I've lived and learned with what's going to work best for them as well. Um, yeah. and what's going to scare them into, um, being fearful. And I don't want to do that. And so we've had conversations that have made them more fearful and I don't, so we know how to approach it a little bit better and each kid is different too. So there's, you know, like my oldest, he's 14. So I showed him the truck, like this is the truck that they're looking for. Um, if you guys are out at the bus stop and you don't feel right, then you take your brothers and you bring them back home. Um, and I had the whole conversation, like if QP says, this is not right. Like I have a weird feeling we're going home. You are then to listen to him because he is the oldest and he is more aware of his surroundings just in general, because he's just that type of, that's his personality. You're going to listen to him. You're going to go back home or leave or, you know, um, I have gone 
out to where I can see Dexter getting off the bus instead of letting, cause they, he gets dropped off further than anyway. So I have taken more steps of precaution, but I try not to cross that line of not allowing them to live their lives and being kids. So it's a hard, it's a hard one, but I don't know. So how do you think that you would end up talking to your kids? Like, um, you know, you saying that you started at like two or three, just like with the store, that makes a lot of sense. I never really thought about it, but that would start them to, yeah, start to be more aware, even though I've, I've noticed, and I've always known this, but with my own child, um, little kids are really aware. They're just not, they don't know how to vocalize what they're saying. So helping her with the language will definitely be one thing that I, I'm sure I'll do because that's, I want her to be able to communicate because I feel like as a brown kid, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't necessarily communicate about important things. Um, not because we don't think it's important. We just, no one was ever taught how, how to do that. Like there's so much pride in a lot of Latin cultures that they don't want to look vulnerable. Like I, I, I'm similar in that I try not to be down. Like I want to be positive all the time, but most of it is because almost any other emotion was bad or or weak or, you know, something along those lines. And I don't, so I would start with being able to acknowledge how you feel um, for her um, and then hopefully expand on what is safe or wrong, or not necessarily wrong, but some things are wrong. Like if there's someone that doesn't feel like following your gut or your vibe, like I used to, <laughs> I used to always get vibes from other people and, um, they always ended up being someone that like, I don't know, like they're, they seemed good to other people and they were, they were really good friends with some of my friends. And I was like, I just, I don't know. And I would try to spend time with that person. I'm like, I just don't feel it. I was like, I can't, I don't want to be around them. And it finally took me in my mid twenties to be like, oh, that's my intuition telling me this person is just doesn't go like you guys do not are not compatible. Like you shouldn't even try. Like, cause you're, <laughs> cause every time I did, I was like, oh yeah, I, I didn't think this was going to work out. Like, I don't know why I'm even trying to be their friend for this friend or whatever. Um, so yeah, having her follow her instincts. Um, I actually, I mean, this, I, I guess this is sort of along the lines, um, since I do have a girl, I would like her to have a way to protect herself. And my mom, when I was younger, wanted to put me in judo. I think I was like five, but I was already not girly and I didn't want to do it. That was the, uh, the one thing, like she made me do almost, well, not, well, yeah, in a way made. Cause at five, you don't want to try every sport. That's your parent. And then, and then you probably like one. Cause I tried pretty much every sport when I was five. So she wanted me to do, do judo. So I had a, a sort of a type of way to protect myself. Um, and I was like, no, I'm not going. I'm already not girly. <laughs> I'm already not girly. That makes me even less girly. Um, so I want to, I want to do that. I want to do some sort of family. I think you guys do it like jujitsu, karate. I don't care. I don't care what it is. Something that'll help her learn the skills to defend herself if she needs to, and be able to get away. And 
it'll it'll build so much confidence I already know that like just as a girl who one of the few girls who took strength training in high school I love I loved it I love being able to lift heavy weights and squat and like some of the guys were like, whoa, (laughs) like, I loved it. It was one of my favorite things. So having the confidence in herself and of like her physical body, but also like understanding why she's getting those feelings of like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Like, so she can just be like, okay, yeah. Walk away. Like you said. So yeah, confidence. I, yes, I would like to talk more because I do want to be a parent that hopefully she'll come and talk to me or her dad. I don't care who it is. As long as she's talking to us, <laughs> we were, we were talking the other day, actually, he's like, I want to be the house that the friends come over. I was like, yeah, me too. Cause then I know where they are. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I agree. Um, and I, I go back, I was thinking as you were talking about that too, last week you were mentioning about, um, you know, teaching them consent. And so I feel like that also kind of goes hand in hand of teaching them that, that consent. And once they start to understand that better, um, they can have a better idea of like, no, I, I don't have to talk to you. I have every right. I have control of my body and nobody else can, and can take that. Um, and then what you said too, about, you know, having, um, you know, our brown skin too, it, you know, the MMIWs like, um, missing and murdered indigenous women. Um, we have a higher rate of, um, the highest rate of going missing and murdered being murdered. Um, and it's extremely scary. Um, and the, the sexual assaults are also of higher rates for us as well. So, um, and that's been going on since mm -hmm. conquistadors. Yeah. Forever, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. I, I guess that's why I, so I was telling Xandra before we started, I'm like, she goes, it's a really serious topic. I said, oh, I know, but I, I still try to bring like a, a bright light to it of some sort of just, um, we try to lighten it up with our kids by going through the scenarios. And also I, I kind of feel like the scenarios too, it reminds me of just like real life, you know, when you have an example um, or a, a specific scenario to kind of play through, it makes it easier. Like, okay, I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to, you know, you kind of go through, okay, I'm going to go to this section first and I'm going to go here, blah, blah, blah. Same kind of idea. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. So if this happens, what would you do? And that's how I kind of approach it with, um, alcohol sex, you know, if you know, all of the things. And so, um, it's just how, I don't know, I, it's probably just my um, no filter personality <laughs> that I yeah. have. Um, and it makes it easier for me. And so, um, so yeah, it's, it's scary and um, it's not something that we necessarily want to have to deal with as parents. But it's also not new. And I know that yeah. it seems like 
it's a lot right now, but we were just watching the, um, the Gacy files or Gacy tapes or I can't remember what the show was called. That was like way before we were even born. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not new. I just feel like it's that elephant in the room that we are finally talking about. We're finally being more aware of it. Um, you know, back before it was, it's, kind of our society as a whole when it comes to a lot of things that we just didn't talk about a lot of, of tough situations and tough, tough, topics. Um, but I feel like with our generation specifically, we kind of push that a little bit more and we bring up harder topics and we are more out going to, um, communicate things with, others and the community and our kids. And so even though it seems like it's all brand new right now, and there's a lot of it going on, it's always been going on. It's always been there. It's something our parents talk, at least for me, my parents always talk to us about like, what would you, you know, what would you do? This is a real threat. You just need to be aware of it and you need to be safe and you need to make good choices. And ultimately, it's the, what other people do is out of our control, but what we can control is how we're going to handle ourselves in certain situations. So do I want to, you know, send my kids out extra five minutes early to go to the school bus or I'm going to have them go right when it's time to go. Right. Like those are the things that we have control over. Do I want to hover over my kids and sit there at the bus stop with them now after they've been doing it for years by themselves? I don't know. You know, it, it's a a day-to-day kind of decision that I'm going to make, but I, um, I want to instill confidence in them that they do know what to do and what choices they have and that they do have control of how they handle things. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, like, and like you said, with the jujitsu, that's one of the biggest engine wrestling, you know, I want yeah. them to be able to have the confidence and the know how of how to protect themselves. Um, it's funny that you were talking about, it's not funny. Um, bus stops. I have actually been thinking about it since I think it was last episode. I was telling you that my husband was like, they were at the bus stop saying bye for the first day of school or whatever day of school it was. And I've, I've been thinking, do I just want to take her to school or is she going to ride the bus? Are we going to walk? We're actually in walking distance to what will be her elementary school. Um, but their school start at eight, or at least currently at eight o'clock. I don't know what time your guys' school starts. I'm like, but why does it start at eight when the high school and middle school start at 8.30? They get out at 2.30 when the, when the middle school and high school get out at 2.30. And I'm like, what the? Yeah. So anyway, I've been thinking about that because I'm like, I kind of want to take her. Because I always kind of wanted my mom to take me. Because there were always a few students that I looked at and I was like oh their mom gets to drop them off when I was in mainly kindergarten and first grade so I think part of me wants to do that because it's what I wanted and part of me is like that's just my helicopter mom wanting to be sure I know that she went to school (laughs) so (laughs) these are these are things that I have been thinking about but I'm like it's five years away four years away (laughs) 
I used to take them all the time. Um, it was, I think the last couple of years they started riding the bus, but it was mainly because I was working. Um, when I was three years maybe. Um, but I, it was also like my time with them where they were in the car and we could have mm -hmm. conversations about certain things too. And so it was like a, you're all in here. I got y'all. Yeah. And now we're going to have a conversation. And then I would always, my, my, I always have sayings. Like if you guys haven't caught on yet, I have all my little mottos that I say. So the, every single time they leave the house, they walk out the door, they're getting out of the car or whatever. I'm like, make good choices, you know, have fun making choices. It's always making choices. Probably has a lot to do with my childhood. Um, <laughs> but uh, it all, whenever we have issues with school stuff, it's their choices, whether sure. they didn't make a choice or oh. they made a bad choice, right? Like you didn't leave in that situation or whatever. So it's always like a learning experience, right? So I used to use that time to talk to them and kind of morning motivation, inspiration, like this is how our, we're going to have a great day and, you know, <laughs> all those things. But, um, it mm -hmm. also, once you experience the drop off and pickup line, you might decide that change, change my mind. want to do. <laughs> well, that's that's why I was like, we could walk to school because I've seen the drop off and pick up line and it looks like a mess with no cars there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I just wanted to bring that up because uh, it is something that we can control for us and our kids for a time, but it is also something that I probably will have to learn to get let go of because I know I know for me it is a control thing where you want to I I should say I but I know you would too want to control everything and you can't and you can't um but you can't control how you're feeling about that which is why I wanted to bring it up too I was telling Rebecca uh, right as we were recording yesterday I posted on on our Instagram as well uh and it goes through Facebook um I had gotten some anxiety around one o'clock and I couldn't, I wasn't really sure what it was about. Um, and then as we started recording, I was like, oh, I'm getting kind of anxious. And I was like, oh, maybe that's what it was. Cause we had, was it yesterday or the day before? We had just recently decided to do the topic either way. And so I think that was part of it. And then the teenagers, they were not making good choices in the counseling center and it didn't help. So I went and hid the last 15 minutes in our filing room and did some filing. That was my choice. I needed, I needed more quiet because they were not quiet. So I went in the filing room, tried to take some deep breaths, filed some paperwork. It was, it helped, but running since I've started running, which actually is probably since I moved here, um, I realized it is one thing that helps my mental health and it's not just running. It's any physical activity. I need, I need a workout yeah. and I haven't been taking care of that part of me enough um, that I went for a run yesterday. Cause I knew it was going to help that anxiety. Cause I, it was, it was a little bout. It was crazy. And then once I took that run, I was like, okay, I feel a lot better. So then I, today I was like, I'm, I got to take the run. Like it's, I'm not actually hurting. I know I've done a marathon. Like I know it actually hurting from your bodies being like, just stop. Um, so, so take care of yourself and 
the things that you can control. Yes. Yes. And your kids, of course, like the things you can control for them, yeah. food, water, home, hopefully those, you know, the, the things you need. Yes, I agree. And I love the, um, the saying, you know, you always need when you're in an airplane, it's like going down and they have oxygen masks that come down. You have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can take care of anybody else. Because if you aren't getting what you need, you aren't available to help anybody. Um, And so it's extremely important that as parents or anybody who is caregiving for anybody else, that you are paying attention to yourself and your feelings and, and your needs because we do. I remember my sister telling me, she was like, I, I don't remember how many years ago it was. And I was just having so much anxiety. And she was like, I hate to tell you, but you're the reason your kids are having such a hard time too, is because they're feeding off of you. And so it took a lot for me to say, I felt so selfish taking care of myself and addressing those things, Mm but it's taken a long time for me to realize that. And to say, I don't want my issues and my negative feelings to then be poured out onto my children. And so that's why when I have these kind of conversations, it's really, I, it's always in the back of my head. Like I might be scared to death and I might, um, I might have anxiety, like frizzing out of my hair, (laughs) but I want them to understand the severity of it. Like I want them to know that it is a serious issue, but I don't want to push all of my fears and anxieties onto them and make it into issues that they're going to have later on growing up and then have that passed on and so on and so forth. So I make an extremely conscious effort to not do that. And a lot of that has come from Nathan, like, um, really addressing that with me and expressing like, okay, you got to let them be, you got to let them be kids. you got to let them go play. You know, they're only scared now because you're scared and da 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 da. Like it was, it's yeah. so fortunately we've got Nathan who is like super grounded and, you know, level headed that we are like, he's always the one bringing me back down and <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right>. you're okay. <laughs> Yeah, that is Ryan as well. Yes. He's, he, um, he's not really a risk taker though. So he's definitely, it's weird. He's definitely more like, let her run around. Like she's going to fall. She's going to, and I, I think the reason, I think it's just hardwired in us once we've popped out a baby, popped out, um, that, that you're just like, no, (laughs) I did all this work. Be careful. Yes. So it's, it's hard to, to let it go a little bit. (laughs) Um, but yeah, he's, he's definitely helpful with that too. So hopefully, yeah, I honestly, I think when it comes time to talk to things while I will probably be doing the talking, she'll probably be doing the talking to him. (laughs) I just have a feeling that she's going to go to him, which is fine. Like I said, as long as she's talking to one of us, I don't care. And we used to do a lot more of like family meeting style and like have everybody sit down. And if it's something, oh yeah, if it's something that like really affects us, um, or if it's like something we need to talk to them and, and make it very known that either, 
you know, it's a family issue. We don't talk about it anywhere else. Or, you know, it could be a gazillion different things. We'll do it that way where it's like all of us talking um, together. Um, but definitely as they've gotten older, you know, like when I had this conversation with him the other morning, like Nathan had already gone to work. I brought, I just brought him in, set him at the table and Dexter's like, oh, are we having a family meeting? <laughs> like, no, nah, I just need to talk to you guys about, you know, and they, they were already pretty much aware of it. Um, but it was just because we had already had these conversations time and time again, it was just a, Hey, remember how we always talked about this? I just need you to be aware. This is what's going on, you know? And, and so it makes it easier to have those conversations later on if you've already had them since they could really, maybe not even talk right? Like, yeah. So, um, I am no expert. I'm just gonna put out a disclaimer. Like this is just how I do things. And I have failed numerous times as a mother. I am far from perfect, but, um, this is just kind of what works for our family. And, um, if you were maybe wondering like how you wanted to approach it with your own kids, then maybe you can take bits and pieces of this and maybe it's helpful and maybe it's helpful to be like, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> so, you know, you got to do what's right for you and your family. And, um, and sometimes it comes down to these kind of tough situations before you even think about how you wanted to handle it or what, what you would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my whole spiel on that, but. Well, I thank you for the tips of starting basically now. Um, we don't really go to the store, but I, like I said, I think that's a great way to start, like make her aware. She's, she totally understands. And I'm like, no, stay here. Let me have your hand. Like, so she, she gets it. Um, so yeah, why not start young? Yeah. Like, in situ, like that's the situation that everyone does every day. Like I, even I, when I, when I was like four or something got, lost in our tiny little mall back then and I was like oh like I wasn't paying enough attention that I went out and went back in I think it was Emporium I don't I don't remember though for sure and I I was lost and then my mom my maybe it was in Nampa I don't know sorry I was just thinking about it um but yeah so it's a good it's a it is a good place to start um and I kept rambling, but I wanted to say thank you for the tips <laughs> and thank you for listening with us. Yes. Um, Rebecca, tell us where we can find us. Oh, yes. So if you are not already, we are on Instagram. You can come follow us, hang out with us. We are most active on Instagram, um, but we are also on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and you can listen to us at Podbean, Spotify, and... YouTube. You can watch us on YouTube. Um, yeah. So pretty much anywhere that you are listening to your regular podcasts, you can listen to us there. And we just thank you for hanging out with us. Um, I think this one went a little bit longer than we intended, but it was really important, um, to kind of address this and, you know, kind of get it off our chest. I think talking about things also helps to just alleviate that anxiety and stress too. And knowing Mm -hmm. that you're not alone, and, um, yeah, so we are 
we're always here. So if you guys have any questions or comments or if you want um, you know, if there's anything that you want us to, like you want to hear our opinion, not that it really matters, but if you wanted to, <laughs> then, you know, send us a message. Let us know. Leave us a review. We'd love to get your feedback. Um, and we just appreciate that you guys are hanging out here with us. And um, we just hope that you guys have a perfectly imperfect day. Yes. Have a great day. And of course, perfectly imperfect. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye.